Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Susan Noonan. Susan is the Director of Athletics at the Ursuline Academy of Dallas, Texas. Susan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a real honor to be here today. Thank you. We're glad to have you. Uh, excited to hear what's going on in Texas. Well, as you know, uh, the life of an AD is very busy these days, so Let's jump right in. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and uh, you know maybe how a love of athletics uh, led to uh, this career. Uh, it's, uh, thank you very much. Yes, I actually grew up in St. Louis, uh, went to Lafayette High School, a little shout out to them, go, go Lancers. Um, I played back in the day, you know, you could play three sports a year and I did and uh, I excelled in basketball and softball. Um, had lots of offers to play in college and then had a catastrophic knee injury that took off some, well, exposed some bones. So back in the 80s, nobody would touch that. So that was pretty much the end of that uh, athletic career in a way, uh, you, you just you just do things differently, you know, like you'll bike, you'll play golf, you'll do other things. So, but I, I think what led me into this direction was just, um, and even into teaching was just the impact the coaches had on my life. Um, uh, just some, you know, especially when you coach and you teach, sometimes you don't see the impact that you have on somebody. Maybe you see a win-loss record or whatever, but um, that true impact may be, uh, seen 10, 20 years down the line, and you'll never know it. But uh, uh, so in a way, I, I do my job uh, in gratitude for all the coaches that I had that influenced my life. Well, share a little bit uh, about that journey from uh, college uh, on into, uh, you know, those first teaching jobs and maybe how that led into that first job as an AD. Yeah, well, it's interesting. That's I've only been, you know, I'm I'm an, I'm an old woman, <laughs> not that old. Careful uh, now. Yeah. But I've only been uh, in the AD for four years. Um, I started off working in the Catholic school at, at Incarnate Word Academy in St. Louis, where you wear so many hats, right? So I coached softball and track. Um, then we moved to Dallas, and I was pretty much a stay-at-home mom. Um, and I found myself coaching so many of my kids' sports because. Um, some people just, you know, wanted to volunteer and coach, but just maybe didn't know some of the fundamentals. So I, I got involved there and in, club, in the club basketball scene. I did go back to start teaching uh, high school, uh, taught math and coached golf and softball at Bishop Lynch High School in Dallas. Fantastic school. And it was during that time that I was like going through one of my alumni magazines uh, from Mizzou and they had a online program. And it was uh, basically based on sports psychology from Dr. Rick McGuire uh, and School of Counseling um, with the emphasis of positive coaching. So I, I went through that program and I was interesting. It, well, I was go, it was just new to coaching golf at that time. And wow, it all works. <laughs> you know, so um, I just really fell in love with that, how we can um, use um, just standard techniques to help uh you know, promote optimal performance. One of the things I like most about Dr. McGuire, we're still friends. Uh, we had a little, um, little, um, in the pandemic started, we uh, started off some like little newsletters, you know, how do you 
you know, how do you build resiliency and things like that. So I work with Dr. McGuire and Sister Lois here um, to develop a series of eight or nine letters uh, that we published. And that's just a real thrill. So um, yeah, just seeing how, how you can just, you know, promote uh, just optimal performances in a way that as McGuire says is uh, demanding, not demeaning uh, is essential. I, um, it's essential, and that's a cornerstone for all of our coaches at Ursuline Academy. Um, and if you know, if we, we need to, we need buy into that program, and so um, we use that as our like our foundation. Uh, unfortunately, we 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 have let a few coaches go because they just you know, like you know something that I don't waver on on how do we uh, treat our student athletes the way we want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, it, the connections never cease to amaze me. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, Rick McGuire uh, a long time ago. Gosh, it must have been 87 or 88. Uh, I was part of a group of coaches with uh, USA Track and Field, uh, the coaches certification program, and he was in charge of the uh, sports psychology uh, sessions of that. And just the things that he was sharing back then were just so different from you know how I had been coached uh, yeah. as an athlete and how I was coaching as a young coach. So, uh, oh yeah, um, Rick is great. Um, that leads us into uh, our next topic, uh, this idea of uh, mentors and, and people have had an impact on our career. Um, who are some of the people that you had either, you know, maybe coaches growing up or people that you worked with or worked for uh, that you would consider mentors? Uh, the expression I like to use is, I still hear those voices in my head uh, when I'm talking with a coach or a kid or sometimes a parent. So whose voice do you still hear? Oh my goodness, it's, that's an easy one. Well, two, one coach, uh, Coach Smoot, he was a very successful softball coach in the 80s in Missouri and I was privileged to, 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 to learn under him. Uh, he again demanded excellence, but lots of humor and gosh, we loved him. Um, he passed away about 10 years ago, so that was a sad day. And currently, I'm still great friends with Carol Fromas. She's a golf coach at St. Joe Academy. Um, she's, um, she coached me in basketball and track at Lafayette. Uh, she's just won her fifth consecutive golf state title, which breaks a record in Missouri. Uh, I still see her. I didn't see her this Thanksgiving. Uh, we always go back to St. Louis because of COVID, and she's, you know, in her 80s, and so she's just an inspiration of somebody who I always look up to. Uh, locally, Dallas, I think of Jeff Smith. He's the he's one of our TAPS 80s at Trinity Christian Academy. And what um, I think it's so important when you have a mentor, like I think of Jeff, somebody that you can call on and and talk about things um, that you you see the same thing that your schools are aligned in mission and uh, you and you value the same things and you find somebody like that. Um, if you find somebody like that, they're invaluable because this is a, it's a hard job and to be able to talk to somebody about a situation or all this stuff going on with COVID um, and to where you can get that support and, and get some feedback, it's, it's invaluable. No, I, we hear it in, in each episode and it can't be overemphasized, just this importance of networking and, and the fact that athletic directors, unlike coaches, uh, are always willing to share, uh, you know, what they do and, and, and possible solutions. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, let's go and talk about this idea of sharing and best practices. You know, you've uh, seen some pretty successful programs as an athlete, as a coach, and now as an AD. 
So what are some things that you feel that your staff really does a great job at Ursuline? You know, something that you're particularly proud of uh, or maybe a, an initiative that, uh, that you helped start? Uh, we've got, we started several new initiatives, um, but uh, I'm gonna go, well, I think first of all, hiring the right people. We've got coaches right now that I'm just, I always say I'm humbled. Uh, like, like, would I even hire myself? You know, that's how high caliber they are. And I think what the, um, the, the, the common factor in all of that is connections. They make connections. They make connections with kids. They make connections with parents. They believe in uh, students. They, they help them grow. Um, some of the initiatives we've, we've brought here, um, again, I, uh, when I got my master's through Mizzou, I also joined the Association of Applied Sports Psychology. Uh, and I've gone to conferences there. And so um, how do we bring that into our, into our, on our system? So we, all of our coaches take the Dr. McGuire's online digital workshop, which is outstanding. It, it is all based on sports psychology um, and how, and how do we, how do we get those optimal performances? So all of our coaches do that. And then I was thinking, well, how do we build on that? What do we do? And so I recall I was at an ASP conference um, and I went to a UNT, University of North Texas. They've got a very good sports psychology program and they're, they're up the road here um, in Dallas or actually they're in Denton, but north of Dallas. And so yearly now, we're on our second year, uh, they'll have a th three sports clinicians come down and they'll hang out at practices. Last year, they worked uh, very closely with our tennis and golf team. Um, they work with our coaches. They'll come in early and our coaches will talk about situations. And so it's, it's a real give and take. Um, and, and they learn as much as we learn. Now this year, um, obviously we were started off doing some distant learning and, and, and whatnot. And uh, our campus was pretty much closed. So um, the initiatives that we took this year, um, monthly our coaches will meet in a Zoom meeting and it's led by the UNT sports clinicians and we discuss uh, the topics race matters. Um, and so just becoming more aware um, and just learning and, and um, just, just becoming more aware of what's going on around us um, is so, so vitally important because our kids are facing challenges and hear things and see things that um, are, let's face it, are, are just kind of troubling and how can, how can we best serve our student athletes? And so as coaches, uh, we've been engaged in that and that's fantastic. Um, now we will start a student leadership um, little, I guess, Zoom webinar, I guess, with our student athletes. We'll, each sport has, uh, is going to, or has so selected a freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior. And so they'll know work monthly or even bi-weekly with the UNT sports uh, clinicians. We'll separate them for freshman and sophomore and then junior and senior to, because leadership uh, as an underclassman might look a little bit different and there's challenges maybe different than upperclassmen. But we wanted to get that fold of like, you know, some of just captains Some so often our captains are seniors and then they go, well, then where's that leadership? And um, so let's start it early. And so that's another initiative. So I would recommend if you, work, um, if your school is near universities, reach out to see if they have, um, you know, available sports like students that can come down and, and uh, work with your teams and your coaches. Uh, very valuable, very, and it's very exciting. And I think you have to have, again, we're lucky we have our coaches, as I said, I'm so humbled um, that they're so fantastic, willing to continue to learn.
mm -hmm. that we don't have all the answers that we how do we reach our kids our kids uh, nowadays are so much different than they were 10 years ago and uh, and so we just have to make sure that we're always you know meeting those needs uh, I really appreciate you sharing that, uh, you know, making those connections uh, with those resources in your area, whether it's a university or, or some other provider. You mentioned something that uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead a little bit in our uh, talking points. Um, one of the questions we've been asking our athletic directors during these uh, interviews is revolves around this idea of, you know, social issues and, and social awareness. And my question is this, you know, what are some things that we as athletic directors, what can we do better uh, in this area of social awareness? You mentioned some things that you had already done with your coaches and students. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. I think what this is, and you're right, this is new. And, uh, and sometimes I, you don't even know, I didn't know like, okay, let's just start this. And I talked to the sports psych people at UNT, let's start this, didn't really know the direction or what it was going to look like, but I always say you can't get there unless you start. So um, we just, again, we're doing things online. Um, and it's, I think some of the challenges, sometimes we'll do it on Wednesdays at seven. And that's a, a night where a lot of the teams aren't uh, practicing or are not practicing or don't, don't have games. And basically it's just to become aware and, and it's a process um, just to acknowledge that, that, you know, um, that there are some challenges right now and our kids are facing challenges. And then to acknowledge and to understand how, you know, this was one of the key things and uh, we talked about um, in, one, in one session, how when somebody says, well, I don't see black, I don't see, I just see people and how that um, actually can be offensive to some people. Um, and, and, that's, and that is the type of um, understanding um, and the tools that we're providing our coaches so that they can be there fully for our student athletes, all of our student athletes. What, uh, what sort of feedback have you gotten from uh, the coaches or the kids on, on these programs? Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, I'll be honest, I was a little um, hesitant because, you know, coaching and, and you know, we're, we're lucky that we have most of our head coaches are on staff. Um, and I was, again, head coach, teacher, and wow, wow, the amount of time. And um, it's, a, it's a real, well, it's a calling without a doubt because uh, it, it requires so much time. So I was nervous about um, asking for more time. Um, and then also, let's face it, that some people, I'm not sure where people were um, with addressing those issues or exploring those issues because they can you know, it's not easy. That's really not easy. Um, but while the feedback has been fantastic, the participation is outstanding. And what you see again with coaches that, you know, they love kids, they love all kids and how can we better serve? And when you have that group of coaches, it is, it's just, it's fantastic. And I, I learn from them. I'm humbled from them. Um, just, and it just, it, it uh, propels you to, to, be, to be a better version of yourself for your school and to keep, and how do we keep getting better? Now that's the tricky part. So we'll do these initiatives I'm like, ooh, now what? <laughs> you know, so uh, we don't want to overburden our coaches, but they have been exceptional with this uh, initiative. Uh, it's, it sounds great. Uh, and, you know, when you're ready, sounds like it could be a great 
uh, CMAA project. Uh, so be interested to see how that follows up. Um, let's go ahead and jump into uh, COVID. Uh, it's been one of our key questions uh, during this series. And for our listeners, we're recording this uh, interview on uh, December 1st. So when it airs, you know, it, it's uh, hopefully some, uh, it'll, we'll see some improvement from whatever we're at. But Susan, what's happening right now uh, in Texas as far as academically return to school, as well as athletically return to play? What's going on uh, with COVID on December 1st? Well, <laughs> so far, so we're okay. Uh, we live in an area right now, Texas was uh, in Dallas, Dallas County has seen large spikes in uh, COVID numbers. Um, we are we are 100% online with masks and all the protocols uh, and new ventilation systems the school put in um, that they actually use in hospital operating rooms. So uh, blessed to be in a community that has the resources to provide those uh, basic needs. Um, it's it's not easy. I was talking to um, actually Jen. The other day, uh, Jen Brooks from Ursuline St. Louis about the duality of it is that one of the triggers that, you know, we all have triggers, right, um, is when I see a kid in an environment that is not safe, be it physically, emotionally, or intellectually, that, you know, that, that's, a, that's a trigger of mine. So, so then here we are in athletics, um, and it's impossible to have an, in a, a safe environment, uh, like take it for basketball. Um, and so that, that I'm sure that I'm sure that causes a lot of angst with a lot of ADs. I know it, it sure does with me, but we just do it to our best of our ability. Um, and just one, gosh, if there was ever <laughs> a lesson of one day at a time, this is it. Um, now, in terms of uh, online, like if students uh, choose to learn online and not attend uh, you know, classes remotely, um, many schools in Texas and um, allow then those students also to participate in athletics. I, um, I'm an educator first. I ended up started off teaching biology and chemistry and then I jumped over and taught a bunch of math. So I guess my, my you know, student athlete, um, and I think I'm still teacher coach, I still lean on that education part. Uh, that's what we're, what we're here to do and to provide. But um, I, I see some uh, inconsistencies with that. Um, if you want to do remote learning, um, but then you put yourself in a higher risk of, uh, you know, I guess, can, uh, you know, being exposed to COVID-19 in athletics, that, that, that doesn't make any sense to, to me, uh, nor does it to our head of school. So at Ursuline's uh, uh, Dallas, if a student uh, decides to, to learn remotely, then they do not participate in athletics. And I, I think that's kind of uh, unique um, and hopefully not too harsh. But uh, again, it, to me, it didn't make much sense. You know, you, you, it's, an, it's a good way to really get that senioritis in full swing a little early, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, again, I think that's a great example of, you know, it's not a, a right or wrong or good or bad. It's just this is how we roll. And I think the key thing is is communicating that to to your stakeholders. So, yep. uh, how did your stakeholders uh, react when you know they heard that that's how Ursland was was going to be this year? Supportive, very supportive, very supportive. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a tough time. It's a real tough time. Um, 
It's a real tough time. You know, there's, you're right. There is no right or wrong answers. What, what we might think is right today, the truth of today may not be the truth of tomorrow. And the truth of last week was it's not the truth of today. So again, I think, you know, I've been in education now for a while and I always think that the key to education is being flexible. Uh, it's not about, you know, this is, we're going to have this policy, you know, and nothing ever fits a hundred percent. It's about playing the balls that hit to you, right? Um, and so we just have to be flexible. And again, what we're doing today may not be what we're doing tomorrow. And uh, as we talked about that remote situation, um, I was talking to our principal tomorrow, uh, last week, actually yesterday, sorry, seems like, um, about what if our school 100% goes to remote learning and then our athletics would continue. So in that situation, if we, have a certain percentage of our students in quarantine, um, and we decide to learn remotely. Our athletics will not um, will not will continue athletics. So there again, there's that. There's where we say this, but then we are also open to doing this as well. Yeah, no, being flexible as you said, and uh, being able to change on the fly. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's uh, another profession uh, than yeah. ours that uh, has that ability to do so. Bad name. <laughs> Let's uh, let's lighten things up a little bit. Um, I've, I've been asking our athletic directors, the original question was, you know, what's your favorite part of the job? And of course, they would say it's the kids, as it should be. You know, you shouldn't be an athletic director if, if you don't like the kids. So in addition to the kids, what are some of the things that you really enjoy about coming to school each day at Ursuline? I will say this, we, we, um, the people I work with um, and, and the leadership at Ursuline is just unparalleled. Um, we took uh, our athletic office, um, it was myself and assistant, and we kind of blew up the whole thing. So, um, and now we have like three associate athletic directors. So all, all associate athletic directors teach a couple classes. They do some admin responsibilities. Um, and that was a way to get more head coaches on staff. So. Um, and then I just, they're amazing and they're fun. So um, of course the kids, we love the kids. I love the families. I love getting to know the families. There's nothing, it was hard when I went from Bishop Lynch, I was there for 10 years to Ursuline um, to get to know the families. Like, oh, I taught, you know, the older sister or the younger brother and to get to know that, but um, have making those connections, uh, working with fantastic people that uh, help you be the best version of yourself is, it's outstanding. No, I agree 100%. We're very blessed at our school where almost all of our varsity head coaches uh, work or teach on campus. And so, you know, you get to see them and the kids get to see them too. But that model you mentioned about having uh, associate ADs, I'm, I'm trying to convince my boss to, to maybe work in that direction a little bit. So I'm going to mention uh, uh, what you said there. Well, I've got a proposal. If you need it, I can send it your way. <laughs> All right. I, I may be uh, asking for that. Um, Susan, this has just been great. Uh, you know, I, I had a chance to hear a little bit about you, you know, from Jim Brooks. And, uh, you know, you definitely came through, uh, you know, with flying colors. But we're not done yet. Okay. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Now, uh, you know, you're a pretty seasoned athletic director. But right now, I'm going to task you with sending out a brand new AD on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What okay. three items are going to go in Susan Noonan's athletic director toolbox? 
Okay, so, but we're going to, okay. Anything well, you want, but you only get three. <laughs> I get three. So number one, be present. 100% be present. Um, only one way you're going to get to know your coaches and your players and your families is to be present. Number two, continue learning. Be that a mentor, be that uh, programs we talked about, always be open to learning. And number three, take care of yourself. Um, it can be all encompassing this job. If you let it, you could, I could be up here 20 hours a day, um, but to take, take time for yourself and that uh, your health is important. Uh, along with that, like we were talking about our distributive model of leadership and the associate ADs, um, we almost have a little bit of a flex time. So if, if you're up here late, come in, you know, come in later in the day. So uh, really build that component uh, of, of uh, making sure that you're, you're taking care of yourself as well. Uh, so important. I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, you know, self-care uh, part of the job because it is, uh, it can be a consuming job. Susan Noonan, Ursuline Academy in Dallas. If our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? I would say my email address, which is uh, S. Well, you can find it on their website, <laughs> UrsulineDallas.org under athletics. Um, but it's snoonan at ursulindallas.org. And um, yep, it's Noonan like Caddyshack. I don't know how many times I go out and play golf and they'll say, miss it, Noonan. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> I, that certainly, and I love that movie, but that I didn't think of that once. Uh, I'll bet that I get, hey, Jake from State Farm more times than you get uh, Noonan. But uh, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, Susan Noonan, thanks so much uh, for being a guest to our listeners. Remember that uh, these Zoom recordings are also being posted on the FIAAA uh, Educational Athletic Director YouTube channel. Uh, thanks as always for listening. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Not from State Farm.